G'day and welcome back to the MSF Farm Talk podcast. I'm Tegan Buckley from MSF and in this episode, I'm excited to introduce a new series called Looking After Your Number One Farm Asset. We've teamed up with the National Centre for Farmers Health to bring a range of health topics relevant to our farmer listeners. The National Centre for Farmer Health aims to improve the health, safety and well-being of farmers, their families and communities across Australia. The centre's team includes professionals from health, ag and social science disciplines who are all committed and passionate about making a difference to farmers' lives. There is compelling evidence, and I'm sure we've heard this all before, that Australians living in rural and regional areas are generally not as healthy as those living in cities. But what we do know is that farmers will regularly service their equipment and look after the health of their soils, their crops and their stock. But how often are they looking after their number one asset? If you haven't already gathered, that asset that we're talking about is you, which leads me to introducing our first episode for this series. I'm chatting farmer health planning with Mona Simmons from the National Centre for Farmer Health. Mona is a registered nurse and has an important role with the centre, which includes planning and delivering agri-safe clinics to farmers, families, rural communities and ag workers. Hi, Mona. Welcome to the MSF Farm Talk podcast. Delight to be here. It's such a great concept, Tegan. I'm very delighted to be on board. Oh, great. So, Mona, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role with the National Centre for Farmer Health? Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm a registered nurse, Tegan, and I, I work in a farming partnership. So, I am a farmer myself in Western Victoria. Um, and I guess I've been working with the National Centre for Farmer Health for a few years now. I've, it's been a great opportunity to combine my interest in agricultural health and medicine, my background as a nurse, and and my interest in farming and community. So I've done a few different roles, I guess. I've worked as a research assistant uh, with National Centre of Farmer Health, looking at farm chemicals and how they impact on farmers' health. And more recently, I guess, I've been working on delivering health and lifestyle assessments at field days and the like at AgriSafe clinic programs. Oh, that is so awesome. So we love the work that you and the NCFH team do for farmers and their families. Where would be a good place for farmers to start when thinking about personal health on a farm? Well, I guess I would recommend two key tips. Uh, Firstly, it's about identifying who is your own health support team and if you don't have a team I would encourage you as a farmer to get recruiting. I talk to a lot of farmers at field days and clinics and of course it's a common theme that you know I know I should do a checkup with a GP but it's hard to find time. You know I always put it to the end of my to-do list. I walk out the door and I'm just on the track to doing something. I, I just forget about it and I guess my response is that Most farmers have an agricultural advice and support team themselves. So vets, agronomists, seed specialists, mechanics to help support them to make money and be productive and sustainable on their farms and to help them manage risk. So I feel it's an opportunity missed to not have an identified health team behind you as well. So that might be a dentist, optometrist, GP, physiotherapist, counsellor. There are so many skills out there that can provide you with really valuable support and advice. So, yeah, first tip is, you know, identifying who your team is and getting recruiting. And the second tip 
is about screening, I suppose, to just get ahead of the game with your own health. Um, screening checks are just as important as screening that you do with your hay quality, your grain moisture, your soil tests. You know, uh, I think farmers act as dentists with their sheep, mouthing and using teeth to draft and cull sheep. But how many of them regularly get their own teeth and gums checked? <laughs> you know, they check for mastitis in their sheep, but many yeah. of them avoid breast screening or cervical screening. Um, you know, I could go on and on, you know, farmers use sheep worm counts to guide drenching and internal gut health, but they don't prioritise their own bowel screening. So um, there's a range of different types of screening that are important. Um, and we can talk about that if you like. Yeah, I would love to. So what types of screening and vaccinations do you feel is important for farmers? Well, there's quite a few. Um, when we talk to farmers at field days, uh, you know, their first response usually is, oh, oh bowel screening, uh, you know, I, I get that little package in the mail, but I never quite do anything about it. Um, and so we yeah. educate them to say, look, you know, farmers who are 50, they already get that present in the mailbox to make bowel screening as simple as possible. You know, and following the instructions is pretty straightforward. You know, it's, it's no more complicated than collecting for a faecal egg count for your sheep and it, it's just as critical to you know keep yourself to get early identification but there are other screenings as well so um, breast mammograms generally for women of 50 to 74 years but you know chatting to your GP to discuss your own individual circumstances is important because there are some exceptions with those general rules if you like um, cervical generally for women between 25 and 69 but there again, some exceptions. Um, prostate for men in consultation with their GP. Uh, dental for everybody, you know, once or twice a year, depending on your circumstances. And there is some evidence taken that people living in rural and remote regional areas on average have poorer oral health than those in the major cities. And oral health status generally declines as remoteness increase, increases. So, you know, that's another one that sometimes people forget about. Um, optometry, I would suggest optometry because farmers are exposed to a lot of dust and airborne particles and sun, of course. So our health checks as well as checking, you know, how well you can actually see, you know, they're both really very important. On top of all that, I guess there's also, you know, if you're a diabetic or you have other health issues as a farmer, you'll need to have additional screening requirements. Then there's vaccinations as well. So if there's any farmers out there listening and they're considering to action a few of these health checks and screenings for themselves, Mona, where would be a good place for them to start? Okay, so where do they start? I think there's probably four tips that I would suggest. Um, do some basic research first. So just like you, you research fertiliser or seed options or a new tractor or rams, you know, get some relevant information that pertains to you. So relevant information is a, fa a family history. You know, find out about the health of your parents and your siblings and then think about your lifestyle concerns. So you know, smoking, alcohol, intake, um, exercise levels, your diet. And it's a good opportunity to, in that research step, to ask your friends for recommendations on um what they think might be helpful or what are the lifestyle factors for you. You know, you ask your friends for recommendations on their tractors, so why not ask your partner or your family 
what lifestyle issues they think are your biggest concern and be honest with each other, open up the conversation about health um, because health is a really a key business factor on your farm. Um, you could ask your friends for recommendations about people as well to add to that health team when you think about recruiting your health team. So that's another area for research. And I suppose the research of thinking yourself about which vaccinations you have had. Have you had Q fever? Are you up to date with your tetanus? Um, yeah, just like you think you vaccinate your stock to remain healthy, vaccinations are important for yourself as well. So that's step one, you know, research. Um, the next thing would be talking about that information and taking that information to your GP. If you don't have a GP, I would seriously consider you to you know, find one. The third step is, you know, team up with your GP and any other chosen health consultants that you might have on your team to plan your personal screening routine. And another thing to think about, I think, in this day and age, particularly since we're all sort of working online, is perhaps simultaneously, and we know farmers are really brilliant multitaskers, Tegan, explore some online options. So things, there's so many apps and telehealth options out there. And if you think that linking with services online might work for you, you know, a good place to start is to jump on our website to explore the various options. There's, you know, telehealth won't work for everyone, but it might be a more flexible option when farm demands or distance from a counsellor make travel to you know, a face-to-face session difficult. And apps are really good too because they can be a really good motivator as well. Um, there's a few examples I can give you. Know, there are apps that you can monitor your alcohol in, intake, your nutrition, your water intake. So you know, technology can help you as well. So I guess those four things um, are really important. But the most important thing is, you know, make a phone call, make an appointment with the GP. It could not only save your business but your life. <laughs> um, phone from the tractor. Just make a plan and do it. Phone your GP and. Be brave enough to be a positive role model in that regard and um, think about talking about that with your community and your family because if it's a whole community doing those things, then bigger changes happen. National Centre for Farmers Health and MSF are collaborating on this Farmer Health podcast series. What can our listeners look forward to over the next few episodes? We've got a few different options. We've got child safety on farm. And so given the extra time that children may be spending on farm in this new COVID scenario, we we hope that that could be useful to help guide reviewing risk on farms in relation to children. We've also got another session on disposable personal protective equipment or PPE on farm. Zoonoses, it's a bit of a weird word, but it, it describes the diseases that can be transmitted from animals to people or more specifically, you know, diseases that normally exist in animals but that can infect humans. So, you know, things like Hugh fever, leptospirosis, um, probably anthrax, those sorts of things. So hopefully that will be uh, a, a very interesting topic for you, the farmers who are listening as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's such an exciting episode and series coming up. Uh, thank you so much, Mona, for joining us. Pleasure. I hope people found it interesting and I hope that they tune in for the next few series as well. 
That was Mona Sammons from the National Centre for Farmers Health chatting with me on the MSF Farm Talk podcast with a new series coming up called Looking After Your Number One Farm Asset um, in partnership with the NCFH. More episodes to come, so stay tuned. Don't forget to share this episode with a mate if you took some value away from it and be sure to subscribe, rate and review our podcast. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode.